Oh, welcome to the Gambling Shack. Uh, I'm Robert Harris Jr., aka Bobby Beats. You can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. My main man, Gabe Myers, Chief underscore Myers thirty three. Uh, I'm not joining see, you now, guys. Now you froze on me. I froze. Let's see. I don't know. Is Rob frozen or I'm moving? Am I frozen? Yo, Rob, are you, were you frozen or was I frozen? I guess you were frozen. I wasn't frozen. I'm, okay. I'm still moving. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't are. know. I'm going to like send an angry letter to my internet provider or something. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties. Uh, not joining you guys live from the Odyssey Studios as last Friday, which is pretty dope. Um, but, you know, we had a good week, Gabe. Had a great week. Uh, for us Shackers, uh, we both went. Uh, we fell pretty well in the NFL, and man, so not so college football. We both hit. That's my dog. Mm-hmm. You been on Arizona, and that hit. Which you gotta go play a lottery or something. That's remarkable. Um, <laughs> who was mine? I oh TCU over Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, and then if it wasn't for a damn taunting penalty, we probably both hit in the. Uh, in the live dog as well. You hit yours. I had the Bears plus six and a half. Justin Fields leads them down late in the game. And, you know, Pittsburgh comes back with a field goal. But cover the spread on that one, though. Uh, good week for us overall. You are correct. Good week for us. We are uh, – we're in every category except for one, which we're not going to get into – um oh wait no never mind i'm gonna stop what i was saying because i misread something but right now we're doing better than we have at any other point during the season so that well that is true that is factual yeah betting is about figuring things out during the season you're gonna have slumps uh you're gonna you know you're gonna have hot streaks you're gonna have cold streaks but it's all about starting uh what you finish honestly Mm -hmm. speaking uh so well, we want to start at. Well, we've been doing college actually. We'll start in college again. College football. I got a couple games of the week. Um, we got over here in Texas, Texas A and M College Station. Uh, they're take. They're on the road. Uh, yeah, they're in Oxford this weekend. In Oxford, that's where College Game Day is at. They're taking on the old Miss. Old Miss. Uh, got to see Lane Kiffin. Got to see Matt Corral. Uh, surprisingly. A&M is favored minus two and a half. Over and under is uh, 56 and a half. Uh, how you feel about that, game? Um, I, I, I like Ole Miss, uh, to be frank. I like the – I uh, probably like the over as well. Just because I, I think now in this modern football, great offense typically beats great defense. I know if you use property like transitive victories or whatever, well, Auburn beat Ole Miss and A&M beat Auburn, so therefore A&M is going to beat Ole Miss comfortably. Gotta remember though, Auburn beat Ole Miss at Auburn at home. Then had to go on the road to Kyle Field. Got you know dusted over there. Mm-hmm. Now we're you know now they got to go to Oxford. This is an A and M team that has not been uh, you know they have not been great offensively. Their defense is great. Have not been great offensively. Defense does travel, but I like. I, here's an interesting side plot to this game. There's a reason why I'm betting Ole Miss. It's a little, I guess you could say it's personal. Um, last year I thought 
if you remember, Ole Miss and AM, the game got canceled last year because of COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought last year if Ole Miss and AM had played, I thought Ole Miss could have beaten AM. And then AM had that one loss would take him out of the playoff conversation. This is a game that Kiffin's prepared for quite a bit. This could be a real this is a real statement opportunity for Kiffin and for Ole Miss. Both these teams are really in the running for a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh-huh. SEC's gonna have three teams in there, gonna have Georgia, Alabama, and probably one of these two. I think the winner of this game probably gets a New Year's Six spot. A lot of implications here. I like Ole Miss at home plus the two and a half to go and outright win this one. Yeah, this is gonna be uh I think if Anum gets in a shootout, they're gonna lose. They don't have the they don't have the throwing, the passing type of game to, to keep up with Ole Miss. And I think if it's um if it's a defensive game, I see why Anum is favored because their defense has been incredible ever since they beat Alabama, only giving up 14 to Mizzou, uh 14 to South Carolina, and only three points to Auburn. So, like we said, the defense is pretty good, but I just think if it gets to that battle. Uh, I would say look at the under 56 and a half. I don't I don't think you know Anum's defense can shut down Macaral. And you gotta think ever since Macaral went on that rushing spree uh against Tennessee, he ain't been the same quarterback. He's been yeah, he's been dealing with the ankle injury and mobility is a big part of his game. I just I like Kiffin to have some tricks up his sleeve for this one because this is a big it's a big game and it's a winnable one for the Rebels and a chance national TV game day, possible New Year's Six implications, a real chance for Ole Miss to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Next game of the week, uh, number eight, Oklahoma goes. Oh, just well, kind of come down. Well, they come down to Texas to Waco. The phase number 13, Baylor Bears over and under set at 62. Oklahoma Sooners is favored minus five and a half. Gabe, your thoughts? Man, it's uh, I like OU minus five and a half. They were I feel like I've kind of been riding OU this year. They uh, since they put Caleb Williams in the lineup, I think you know the playoff committee has them eighth. I don't really agree with that now that Caleb Williams is a QB. I absolutely think they're one of the best four teams in the country, and I think ultimately they will get into the playoff, but that's a different discussion. Since Caleb Williams became the QB, they had a stinker against Kansas, but they're this is a better offense. Now it's a little inconsistent at times because Williams is a freshman quarterback. But they have that big play explosive ability. Watching Baylor, I don't think they I, – I look at Baylor. I don't see what it is they do exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see what it is they do exceptionally well. Just getting beat by TCU last week, taking a lot of the steam, you know, the wind out of their sails there, losing a, losing a tough one on the road to, you know, your rival. One of us picked that last week. Mm-hmm. Somebody did. Um, yeah. But Oklahoma, I just think they're the better team. I look at Oklahoma. I know they can be inconsistent at times. I know they can hit big plays on offense. I know they're going to hit big plays. I know they're explosive. I know they can do that really, really well. I don't know what Baylor does exceptionally well. I like the Sooners minus the five and a half here. Not sure how I feel about the over and under because both teams' offense can be a little inconsistent. But I, just, I look at this game, I just see Oklahoma as a significantly better team than Baylor. Mm-hmm. And so I'll take the Sooners minus five and a half. Yeah, they're, they're, just, a, they're just better. It sometimes seems just better than another. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can agree to that. Um, since the switch from Spencer to Caleb, you've seen the difference in in Oklahoma, the style of play, the excitement on the big offensive plays, and I, I just think and they can run the ball too. That's the ball too. Spencer, Spencer, they were they weren't really running the ball. Now they can really run the football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think 
like you said, I think Oklahoma is just a better team than Baylor. And I, I can agree to that. Yeah. Well, week 11, uh, you can hear it in my voice, kind of on the it's sore throat, just trying to fight through it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Gabe, incredible record. Uh, well, I mentioned before on this show, he's went three and oh, three times on his college football card this season. So that's an incredible run. Um, I'm improving. I'm improving. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're get, you're you're starting to make your way up there. You're yeah. starting to you're starting to make your way up there. And I know we almost like format this as a debate show or whatever. Um, but really, we're just trying to get winners. Like this ain't yeah, about man. like going against each other. We're just trying to win. Exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're trying to cash some tickets. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna start first. I'm gonna start first. It's, you know, I got a little homerism. You know. I didn't go to this school. I tried. Hey, it's worked out for you the the last, like, month or so betting on these guys. So I don't blame you. Uh, I'm going to go UH Cougs. They're traveling over there to Philadelphia area to play Temple. Um, Over, I'm picking the over 53 and a half. UH in the last few games. I'm not a – I haven't got to the handicap status yet, but I know UH has scored over 30 points in the last – Five games, which is incredible. This offense for Dana Hogerson is rolling, led by the freshman running back. Um, and also Texas Tech transfer to Tazon Henry as well. The running game is incredible. Clay Toon, once he settles down and the game comes to him, you see those passes that he makes to Delk. You see those passes that he makes to Marcus Jones, who is arguably, debatably, could be in the Heisman running because he do it all. Kick return, cover, play wide receiver, run out the backfield. He does it all. But to this game, Temple is awful. They won three games this season, but in their last, my goodness, four games, they've only, they probably averaged at least eight points a game. So what I'm asking Temple to do is at least give me a touchdown. And I believe believe UH will continue their streak over 30 points, uh, five straight games. This offense is rolling. They're confident. Will they sneak in the college football playoff ranking? I don't know. Due to that loss at the beginning of the season to Texas Tech, and then you ask, who have they beaten? Non-conference-wise, you say Grambling. You, you know, it's, it's teams like that that doesn't really qualify you to get to in the college football playoff ranking. But they could get into a good ball game, but it all comes down to that American Championship uh, conference against Cincinnati. So uh, I like UH, man. Give me the over. I didn't want to touch the side. 24 and a half is too much for me. Man, that's uh, – I don't know. I can't really say I've watched too much UH football this year. So, But you've worked – it's worked – the last month it's worked out for you betting on the uh, – betting on them Cougs. Mm. I've already talked about Oklahoma and uh, – about Oklahoma and Ole Miss, like both of them. I like Penn State this weekend. At home in Happy Valley, it's a Michigan team that I would describe as solid but unspectacular. Here's the thing with Penn State: I would argue Penn State's underperformed this year. What I know about Penn State is they are really, really talented. <laughs> Michigan State, I would almost argue, has overperformed. I'm not sure about their talent level. Going on the road, tough environment, really talented team. I like Penn State as a slight underdog, point and a half underdog. I like Penn State to pull the upset here, beating Michigan. Really, kind of firmly knocking them out of the uh, of the college football playoff discussion. There, 
Um, I, I like the I like the talent of Penn State. I like it in the secondary. Uh, Eli Brooks, one of the best linebackers in the country. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is one of those guys in secondary. They got two really good corners, another really good safety back there. In Penn State, they're they're a boom or bust offense. They can they'll hit the big play on you, or they won't really do much. I like them to hit a couple of big plays in this one. Don't think Michigan's going to be able to sustain much against that Penn State defense without you know a really credible passing threat. They don't got a vertical threat. I like Penn State as a one and a half point underdog, more talented team, maybe underperformed this year. More talented football team, James Franklin linked to USC. This is going to be kind of his last hurrah at Penn State these this last month or so of the season. Give me the Nittany Lions plus one and a half at home against the Wolverines. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a battle. I agree with you. I, I like Penn State. They have underperformed uh, and the embarrassing loss to Illinois. That went like down there 20 overtimes. And uh, they fought hard against Ohio State, so – like you said, underperformed, but they're right there. I think they could beat this Michigan team really outright, honestly speaking. You know, Michigan off of a tough, tough, uh, well, big victory against Indiana, but before that, mm-hmm. the biggest victory that they wanted to defeat Michigan State in. But I like I like the Nittany Lions. You know, like you said, Coach Franklin, his last hoorah. Next game for me, give me Auburn, man. Minus five and a half against Mississippi State. Mississippi State to me is just a – I don't know. I don't know how to put my finger on the, that team. I don't know what Mike Leach got going, and uh, cause it's just a, uh, you know, it's it's they look good one week, then they look bad the other. Day. You know, they're just inconsistent. That's what the word I was looking for. I don't know why it took me so long to get there. But Bo <laughs> Nix at home for Auburn, man, for those Auburn Tigers. Auburn's a different team at the house, man, than on the road. Last week, just just was flat against AM. Just a flat team. Just a flat team, but like we said before, and um defense is incredible. But before that, this is the same Auburn team that went into Fayetteville, took care of business against Arkansas. The same team that only allowed three points in the second half to Ole Miss. So, to my point, I, I think Bo Nix is – not I think, I know. He's a great quarterback at the house at home for the Auburn Tigers. I think they're going to play some sound defense against Mississippi State. Like I said, Mississippi State is just a – yeah, they are an inconsistent team. They look good one week, then they next week they just fall flat. Came up short against Arkansas. No, okay, they beat Kentucky, they beat Vanderbilt, but it got beat to death against Bama. Just didn't have any offense in that game, and I think this is what's going to happen. I like Rodgers, quarterback, Will Rodgers, that is, for Mississippi State Bulldogs, but I just don't think he has enough to keep up with Auburn on the defense side. Auburn defense is crazy. When they lock in, they lock in. So I think they'll lock in and get this victory. Yeah, you see a lot of these really good defenses. They play a lot better at home with that crowd noise behind them. And this is a trend we've seen in college football this year. You know, we saw the home upset AM over Alabama. We saw a home field impact, you know, what it can have AM against Auburn. We saw Auburn when they played Ole Miss, that kind of impact it can have. Home field really matters this year. And like I said, Mississippi State, very inconsistent. Auburn, they've been a good home team. And Bo Nix, not just this year, but his entire career. Bo Nick's a much better quarterback at Jordan Hare than he is away from Jordan Hare. I'm with you there on the Tigers minus five and a half. I like that quite a bit. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's on you, Gabe. No, it's, <laughs> on, it's on you now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You you said all your picks. Wow. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Okay, last but not least, this team here, Wake Forest, one and a half against NC State. I, Wake Forest lost a t- – look, if you're up by 18 – by the end of the third, you're about 14 in the fourth quarter. 
against an offensive team, I might add. But yeah. nobody, nobody couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop North Carolina. North Carolina couldn't stop Wake Forest. To that point, Wake Forest lost a little, lost a little luster. They're the lead. They're the lead dog in the ACC this season. Well, yeah, they are the lead dog. Clemson is Clemson. I mean, technically, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this yeah. season, but but true ACC fans know Clemson is the is that team, but they're not this season. Sam Hartman is the truth. Twenty-seven touchdowns, five interceptions this season. Um, great running game behind him. Uh, he, he's clearly the man. He should honestly be in New York uh, on that panel on that on them on them chairs uh, for the Heisman. NC State. Has had a surprising season, seventy-two. Uh, I could go by the victories, but you know they—the only disappointing victory they had to me was Miami. The U, the U isn't that good this season, but they let that one slip away. Uh, but Wake Forest is mad. You lost a good game like that. You hunt for blood. So minus one and a half. I see this as a route, actually. I don't think if it goes wow. into a, if it goes into a shootout, NC State can't keep up. But the key for NC State to slow down Wake Forest is to slow them down. You know, take a lot of time off the clock, try to improve their running game. I don't think it'll happen because I think Wake Forest is out. So you know, get into that New Year's that New Year's Eve bowl. They're trying to sneak in there and uh, climb their rankings up. So wow, a blowout that's there. A blowout. That's a that's a call. That's a, that's something. That's something. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up, that wraps up our picks for the week. I guess I'm driving the show now. No, no, the, sorry, I had to call. Um, the the uh, I'll I'll run through the picks here. We'll let you get through that. I got uh, I like Penn State plus the one and a half against Michigan at home. I like Ole Miss to go to wait or not Ole Miss Oklahoma to go to Waco a minus five and a half and cover against Baylor. And I like Ole Miss as another slight home underdog, plus two and a half against Texas A&M. I like the Rebels to pull off that slight upset there with hopefully Katy Perry is the game day guest picker. Lane Kiffin's really pushing for that. Uh, for my man Bobby Beats over there, the Cougs, U of H, and Temple over 53 and a half. Hot offense there they got in Houston. Uh, Auburn minus five and a half against Mississippi State. And Wake Forest minus one and a half over NC State. And what Rob says will be a blowout. Yep, I, th- I think I covered it. Yeah. You now you explain. It. Now you explain. Uh, that's my dog. Roof, roof. That's my dog. All right. This is how this works. Works like the super dog from College Game Day. <laughs> okay, I, I got it. I got it. If you cover a single digit, if you're a single digit team, say you have a plus nine and below, right? You get one point. If they outright win, you get two points. Now. If you have a double digit 10 and above underdog, you get three points if they cover and outright win. Now, if they just cover, you get one point. If, if they cover, regardless of size of the dog, if you cover, if they cover, you get one. Mm-hmm. If a single digit dog wins outright, you get two. Double digit dog wins outright, which Rob's had a couple of times this year, you get mm-hmm. three. Yep. Including last week, 12 point underdog Arizona. Coming through against Cal, the COVID situation there really, uh, really helping out my boy. Uh, but the Arizona Wildcats got they got it done. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, they stormed the field. Ticket cash is just the same. Yeah, sure does. Ticket right. cash is just the same. All right, all right. I'm stepping that. 
this you are team, stepping out. This team, Purdue, Boilermakers, look, man, look, they they beaten our. They did. They've um. They beat Michigan State. They beat Michigan. I forgot. I mentioned it. They mentioned they beat Michigan State. They've um. They've battled this season. They have honestly battled this season. Now this isn't 2018. Now, 2018, they were the bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten. Dwayne Haskins and Ohio State came in the building, chest all out, thought they were the team. Then what happened? Emotional game, honestly speaking, because uh, um, uh, Purdue had some things going on. Uh, Purdue beat them by 40. It wasn't that's what was going on. All right, they beat them. They all right. Well, Gabe don't like me when I tell stories. Let me get to the point. They beat Ohio State. Now, to that point, it's not going to be 2018. This Ohio State team is much, much, much better than that team offensively and defensively. But keep your eyes on Purdue. Purdue keeps it close, man. It keeps it real close. Um, shuffle that Wisconsin game. They just they just lost focus on that game. But other than that, I mean. They haven't lost a game no less than 10 points other than the Wisconsin game. So I think they'll keep it close. Defense is, is very sound. Uh, head coach likes to switch out quarterbacks. He doesn't really play the same quarterback throughout the game. Uh, so keep your eyes on that for Ohio State. And I've said this in conversations with my cousins uh, and brother-in-law that Ohio State was that team. After that loss to Oregon, they beat the teams they're supposed to be beating, and they some outright victories, some close victories. Purdue will keep this game close because of their defense. Plus 21. I'm going with another big underdog. Do I think Purdue can win this? I the point of that's my dog is to the well to promote that they can win this game if they keep it close. If they if they could slow down this offense, can, can they slow down CJ Stroud? Henderson, probably freshman player of the year. I don't know. Chris Olive. And, and they got and they got other wires. This guy, I'm Jackson Smith. Yeah, Jackson, yeah. If you follow Texas high school football, you know who Jackson Smith and Jigba is, former Rockwall wide receiver. That man is an absolute stud. No, Ohio State's got weapons out there. It's mm-hmm. here's the thing though with Ohio State. I bet on last week against Nebraska. Do you trust CJ Stroud? Yeah. I mean, it's I thought he'd be better than this. That's my thing. That's all I'm going to say. I thought he'd be better than this. I bet against Purdue last week, but on Michigan State, that didn't work out so well. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't particularly like either of these teams right now because they, they, they cost me money last week. Um, but that's fine. We made it up elsewhere. Um, my That's my dog. We uh, So Rob had his outright winner with Arizona last week. Mine was TCU over Baylor. Caught some heat for that by a certain member of this podcast, but – it all works out in the end. Um, I like UCF plus seven on the road against SMU. I think UCF was one of your bets last week. They got talent over there. I know Dylan, Dylan Gabriel's out. They're starting to pick up the Gus Malls on offense. They had to kind of remake it without their star quarterback. They're finding their rhythm offensively. And they got a lot of defensive talent on this team. Several guys came in. Guys like Big Cat Bryant came in from Auburn. UCF has some real dudes on this defense. It's a very talented team who I think is just now – starting to kind of find their stride. They're finding themselves as a team 
when Dylan Gabriel went down, that really hurt them because he was their identity. He was their guy. They're starting to find themselves outside of him. And I like UCF. They're more talent. I like their talent roster and I like their coach, Gus Malzahn. I think they have a better talent roster and a better coach than SMU. Seven point underdog. I like UCF to go into Dallas this weekend, go into that Highland Park area where SMU is at. I like them to go and pull this upset over the uh, over the Mustangs, over the Ponies this week. Give me the uh, give me the Golden Knights. I mean, I'm hearing rumors that Dylan Gabriel is supposed to be back. I don't know. Um, I'm just uneasy about it. But I will say SMU feelings have been hurt. That kickoff return hurt them. It still hurt them. They dropped two straight. The UH, then they dropped one to Memphis. These are t- those were teams. Well, UH is a battle. They won't. I don't know if they. I like the UH on paper. I think they're gonna be UH. But that kickoff return has hurt their feelings. Um, plus seven. You uh, see, like you mentioned, the defense. The defense is solid. I don't know. It might be a field goal game in your favor. And I hope UCF uh, covers for you, man. So I, I'm just uneasy. Like I'm uneasy about the backup, Keen. I don't really, you know, he's okay, but he's okay. Uh, oh yeah, bro. do we need to recap? Oh, Gabe has UCF plus seven at SMU. Uh, I have Purdue plus twenty one at Ohio State, and that's my dog. We will throw those picks out there for you guys. Um, now let's go to the pros. Now, this is why I shine, and I'm not – I'm more of an NFL guy. I'm more of a college guy when it comes to betting. Gabe is my NFL guy, and we're both doing good, above 500. Uh, get down on these picks, people. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is back. At Green Bay Packers, and Rodgers could be back. Uh, and Rodgers – I mean, and Rodgers. Green Bay Packers is a minus three and a half. The over and under is 49 and a half. So, Gabe, by saying all that, what's your thoughts on this game? Man, I, it's uh, – I'm intrigued by this one. I, I I think the Packers – I expect them to play better. They did end up covering against the Chiefs last week. <clears throat> I expect them to play better. I expect Jordan Love to look better. Here's the thing. How good are the Kansas City Chiefs if they can only score 13 points on the Green Bay Packers? Packers' defense is not bad. It's also not elite. Um, but now getting Aaron Rodgers back, he really, you know, he is their offense, you know, what he's able to do in the passing game, opening up the running game. How good is Russell Wilson going to be? I feel like there's a lot of unknown with Seattle. They get Chris Carson back apparently as well. So two guys coming off kind of serious injuries, Carson with a neck, Russ with that injury in his throwing hand. How good is Russell Wilson going to be? Is he going to be good enough to be able to lead a late season playoff push? Um, I kind of have my doubts about it. I'm leaning. I don't have. I really don't have a pick in this game. I lean the Packers minus three and a half just because I just think they're a better team. And you know, Rodgers, according you know all accounts, was asymptomatic. COVID didn't do much to him, so he should you know just be able to come back in and play. And it's the offense he's been in for three years now so he knows the offense he knows his personnel I just feel like there's less questions with the Packers and it's only three and a half I think Russell Wilson's as valuable as anybody but we don't know what we're getting from him I, I really lean Packers minus a three and a half here yeah there's a lot of uncertainty it's a lot of uncertainty uh how is the finger on Russell Wilson 
as Aaron Rodgers, you know, how does he feel? You know, we've, we've heard COVID stories where people really struggle to breathe again, you know, they're struggling, they're struggling and breathing and everything. And, you know, I just want to see how this team, re you know, look, we don't really go into the free agency market, but I think OBJ could have been, he would have been really suited well for the Green Bay Packers. I the report is Green Bay's where OBJ wanted to go, but OBJ didn't feel like Green Bay was like all in for him, which oh, is yeah, crazy because this is a time to go all in. You're in the last year with your first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Your one glaring weakness kind of is a second wide receiver. Yeah. OBJ can just come in and be the deep threat with Devontae being that kind of alpha number one guy, do it all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's. I mean, I don't think the mood in Packerland is all that happy, but I do think they have a damn good team. And as long as Rodgers comes back healthy, which by all accounts he is post COVID, it's. Um, and I've actually been dealing with COVID. You know, football players, coaches dealing with COVID in my community out here, and yeah. everyone so far has come back and hasn't skipped a beat once they've come back. So. That's and if Rodgers, if he was indeed asymptomatic and all that, he should be good to go. We should be watching, you know, full fledged Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. Okay, next game Kansas City Chiefs minus two and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. No, over and under 52. Uh, this matchup here, man, is it's Kansas City. Look, look, this is what I'm saying. Okay, we we stated on this podcast many times they are the Golden State Warriors of like the. the I said minutes. that the first five weeks of the year, after the Tennessee game, I came off that take. <laughs> you might still, I, I, I don't. So I, I did say that I don't believe it anymore. You might still believe it, and if you do, fine. I, I just want to put it out there that I don't believe it. This is Rob's opinion now. Well, I mean, like, I mean. I guess embarking on a dynasty, right? Now, how can they only do that when they only won one Super Bowl, right? It, you know, but the style of play resembled Steph, Clay. We can even say KD. We can say that one year, KD. We can say that. You know, the style of play. But uh, Kansas City in this matchup going to Vegas. You know, the AFC West is really wide open. Like people don't people don't understand this this thing is really wide open this this year. It, it's not it's not a one team race like it's been for the last three years. It's wide open. Vegas, everybody got five wins. Then yeah, everybody got five wins. Hmm. Everybody has five wins. So who will be? We said it. Who gonna be the alpha dog? Who gonna be that team to take over? I don't know. This could be a big test for the Vegas right? I mean for for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we know what Vegas got going on with the rug situation, Gruden, all that. Damon Still. Arnett now, too. I mean, it's oh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. they're the dropping like flies out there. Yeah, so they got a lot of motion going on in that in the front office and the locker room. So this is a good moment for the Chiefs to really establish that running game with Damian Williams. That's the only thing. When I've seen them play go Green Bay, the defense played exceptionally well, but they're playing against Jordan Love, you know, a guy who just first NFL action. So he had a lot of jitters, but he settled down in the second half. But that running game for Kansas City Chiefs has to keep rolling. It can't be all on Patrick Mahomes' hands all the time, like help him out with Damian Williams, get the running game going. So now that can open up the passing game 
I like the Chiefs two and a half at Vegas and that ruckus crowd. I think they could uh, they could cover and they could win really easy, honestly speaking, at least by ten. Uh, I just I just see no evidence to support the idea that the Kansas City Chiefs are a good football team. I I, I just don't see it. It and while I'm, I'm not high on the Raiders either, so I don't really hate this line. But it feels like almost the easy play is, oh, well, the Chiefs, because the Raiders have all this stuff going on. The Chiefs are really good. But the Chiefs are not really good. And the Raiders can put up points offensively. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. They do have Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is a very good running back. Kenyon Drake stepped up this year. Hunter Renfro's become a very reliable weapon in the slot. What are the Kansas City Chiefs? I feel like we don't know that. Yeah, I, I don't think we know what they and you know I say we don't know what they are. I'm giving them by that by saying that I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, thinking oh well they've been good the last few years. Of course they're good this year. There's no evidence to support the fact they're a good football team. Mm-hmm. There's none. So that that's kind of my it's uh, a problem with Kansas City. I'm staying away. I I can't I can't. I'm staying away. Um, staying away, Rob. <laughs> You sound you sound tearful over there. Yeah, I'm about to cry over here. <laughs> NFL picks. Um, great weeks from both of us. Guess we. I guess I get it started. Um, ATL shouty in Dallas Cowboys over 55. Last time these two teams met up, uh, they scored down to 80 points. Uh, so we go trendy. Look into that. Dak will bounce back. I think Dak just had an off week. I think Dallas. Over an emotional victory Sunday night football against Minnesota. Yeah, I think they they underestimated these Denver Broncos. They really, really underestimated them. And they just look flat. You can say the second half, a couple garbage touchdowns to get them back in the game, but they just look really flat. I think they could come back and uh make worth something. Yeah. Uh <laughs> in this game. Yeah. I, I think, it's I, I think last week with Dallas, it was like a show of arrogance. Like, oh, yeah, we're mm-hmm. just that much better than everybody else. They, they're going for it at, like, fourth down, like their own 30-yard line to start on the first drive of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I get going for it on fourth down, but this is almost uh, this is almost dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's almost stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's – um. Yeah, um, like, uh, I mean, that it was like it was just like arrogant from Dallas. With that mm-hmm. being said, I'm taking the Cowboys minus nine this week. I think it was a, a little bit, you know, a little bit of necessary humble pie. Yeah, it was a little bit of necessary humble pie last week. I actually really like your overplay there at 55 because one thing Dallas can do when they're not playing when when they're not playing the way they did last week against Denver, one thing they're always gonna be able to do is put points on the board. Mm-hmm. With Dak, with the offense they run, with Zeke, Tony Pollard, all the weapons, they're going to be able to put points on the board. Balanced attack, good offensive line. No, they don't have Tyron Smith, which is – it matters. Yeah. It matters. But let's look at Atlanta for a minute. Big emotional victory last week in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, big big game in the Dome, on the road, came down to the you know final minute. How, how up for this game is Atlanta going to be after that one? And also, Dallas has to be frothing at the mouth right now because they watched a film on Monday, and they watched themselves, and mm-hmm. it was terrible. They were awful. 
And that's not the team we've seen this year. Even their one other loss to Tampa Bay, they played well. Yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be raring to go to this one. I think a little bit of necessary humble pie last week from the Cowboys. Like them to get saddle up, get back on the horse, and you know, get a very comfortable double digit victory over the Falcons, who may be on a little bit of emotional roller coaster right now following last week's victory over the Saints. Like that, like that. Uh, next game for me, we just talked about the game of the week. Uh, give me Seattle, three and a half at Green Bay. We said the, the uncertainty is the question. Man, I think Russell Wilson, he's going to he locked in. Uh, Gino did. Gino did Gino. Uh, he did pretty. He, he did okay in relief. Um, they didn't. Did they win a game? Oh, they won one game. Yeah, they, they he went one and two in relief. Uh, when Russell Wilson was out. I think they'll bounce back here. Uh, like I said, I'm worried about Aaron Rodgers. Is he fully healthy uh, catching the COVID? You know, how severe was it for him going through the process? And we still don't know if he's going to play. But so I, I think we know for sure Russell Wilson, he made a whole damn video collage of him <laughs> coming back. Uh, so give me Seattle, man, three and a half. Look for Tyler Lockett to bounce back. Gino wasn't giving him those touches because, I mean, the correlation and the connection from a quarterback to a wide receiver, I don't think it was there. Uh, DK back. I ain't going to name the guys, but you know who on the team. Give me Seattle Seahawks. Going to Green Bay, covering, and dun-dun-dun-dun, outright winning. Yeah, that's tough for me. Um, oh yeah, I just think the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are a really good football team. Hard for me to bet against them against anybody. Uh, much less a, I don't know what I'm getting from Russell Wilson in Seattle. Uh, my second one of the week, I like the Cleveland Browns, oddly enough. I usually don't like them. Uh, I like the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half going to New England. I like them to outright win this game. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Odell Beckham's a great player. I think he would have been a great pickup for a team like the Packers. I think he's a really good pickup for the Rams. I think a lot of teams he would have been a great pickup for. For whatever reason, it just didn't work in Cleveland. Yeah, it, it just didn't work in Cleveland. I, and since Kevin Stefanski became a head coach last season, Cleveland has been at their best when they just run the ball downhill and are physical with you. When they get away from that's when they get in trouble. When they do that, they are going. You know, that's when they are at their best. It's when Baker can then go into play action, really get the tight ends, Jarvis Landry involved. That's when their offense operates at their highest level. The strength of New England's defense is the secondary, is the corners, even without Stephon Gilmore really good in the secondary. You can run on them. You can go run the football on them. Browns have a really good offensive line. Nick Chubb isn't now. The running back situation is a little fluid right now. Mm-hmm. They still need they just need some negative COVID tests. Usually in these, you know, in these situations, the way it's played out, usually the guys are able to get cleared in time for the game. I'm not worried about Nick Chubb practicing. As long as he's out there, I think he'll play well. Dearness Johnson, though, one start he's had this year, he played really well. So I think the Browns, with or without Nick Chubb, will run the ball very well. I like them to run the ball in New England, run the ball, ball control, play action passing with Baker and the tight ends. I like the Browns now without Odell, without feeling that need to kind of, we have this super talented guy, we have to use them. I like them now to just kind of stick to what they're best at. And I think that's a bad matchup for New England. So I think Cleveland is just way more physical up front in the trenches offensively. And the Browns have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball as well. And New England's not beating you over the top. I, you know, with Miles Garrett back there, 
you know, rushing the passer. They also got Jadevian Clowney, the linebacker core, the, the secondary, John Johnson, Denzel Ward, and all them. They're going to put New England's offense in a phone booth. And I like the Browns just to pound the ball when they have the ball. I like them just to run it down the Patriots' throat. I like the Browns plus two and a half to outright win this one in New England. At first, when I looked at the line, ooh, New England all the way. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess Nick Chubb went down. He's got – he's in virus – he's in COVID virus protocol, what they call it now. Kareem Hunt's out. Putting the, putting the ball back in the hands of Dearness Johnson that one game. But, I mean, Nick Chubb might be back by the time the game starts. He's in protocol. He doesn't have COVID. He's in protocol. He's just in protocol, you know. Yeah, there's a so, difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Uh, so – I mean, but to put the ball in DeAndre Johnson's hands, um, he had a that what was that Thursday night game they played? Um, was it the Bears? No, 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 no. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it was against Denver Broncos, but yeah, that's right. Had 146 yards on the ground. So and Denver's over. a good defense, like yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, and and that really tells that to your point that tells the cycle to score uh 17-14 final victory. But I don't know. Can he run over this Patriots defense? It's not so much the running backs. It's more the Cleveland offensive line for me. Mm. I think they can bully New England up front. Yeah. and I look at both lines of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I think Cleveland's offensive line is better than New England's D-line. And I think the Browns' D-line is better than New England's offensive line. Yeah, and then uh, – And New England doesn't have the capability offensively to beat you with explosive plays. They have Mm -hmm. to go 12 plays down the field every time. Yeah, and I think to that point that, you know, you got rid of OBJ, right? It just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Pair him up with his college teammate, Juice Landry. It just didn't work out. I think Baker probably excited about that. He doesn't have to I mean, worry Baker's about just it. been better in his career. Yeah, he's better without him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, last pick for me for the NFL. I'm really stepping out on a limb here. Minnesota Vikings plus three at SoFi Stadium against the L.A. Chargers. Minnesota fell pretty well against the Ravens. They were up big, and Ravens came back to eat them up. And then halftime, I mean, excuse me, overtime, Ravens kicked the game in the field goal. But Vikings still covered. Vikings have been inconsistent this season. Um, lost against Cooper Rush. Uh, barely escaped the lines. Um, but other than that, they've been okay. You go into SoFi Stadium. Of a of a LA Chargers team who snuck by a Philly team, and then um you know you get the battle Justin Herbert again. Uh, I think Minnesota's defensive line will be looking forward to the to blitzing Justin Herbert, get him off his feet. Dalvin Cook distraction with the domestic violence situation, so I don't know how he will fare well in this game. But you got Adam Thielen on one side, and you got Justin Jefferson. Who gonna cover who? <laughs> Man, give me Minnesota, man. I don't know if they outright win this. Well, they well, if I got them at three, damn, they got to. Give me the Minnesota Vikings outright victory against the LA Chargers. I just think Chargers, um, you focus on that Philly game, you know. Philly kind of really had the momentum, you know, at the end of the game. So, but uh give me Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh this, this it almost feels like a trap because I look at it, and it's like, oh, the Chargers should be way better than Minnesota. But Minnesota played Baltimore right down to the wire. Mm. It was another really good team that took right down to the wire two or three weeks ago. 
I mean, Minnesota's play, you know, they're playing teams very, very close, and they do have a lot of offensive talent over there. And the Chargers have kind of underperformed in spots this year. I mean, they haven't necessarily played very well all the time. So that's uh, – I feel like you're on the right side of it there. I'd love it at three and a half. I like it at three for the Vikings. Love at three and a half, like at three. My last one of the week, you want to talk about going out on a limb here. Uh, I like the Detroit Lions getting nine points on the road in Pittsburgh. My logic is this. Do I trust Pittsburgh to win by double digits? No. So give me the Lions. Also in, you know, also in this contest, the Lions have played close games. Ravens need a 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. I mean, Detroit had there was a couple other games they had in the bag and they just couldn't they couldn't close it out. Detroit has played teams close. Pittsburgh is not overly explosive on offense, coming off an emotional Monday night, uh Monday night win, you know, short, short week to prepare. I like the Lions to cover. I don't like them to win. Pittsburgh's going to win. I think I like Pittsburgh by four. I think the Lions keep this competitive, keep this interesting for a while. I like the Lions to keep to keep it close. Give me the uh, give me the Steelers twenty four to twenty with the Lions covering. Yeah, the Lions are a good, bad zero and eighteen. That's pretty much I got it. They're good, bad, and zero and eighteen. And you mentioned the games they lost by the Ravens. They lost a close one to the Vikings. They lost a close the one. The Vikings was the other one I was thinking yeah. of. That's it. They lost some close games, and they got they got beat the hell out of against Philly. Philly was hungry that game. Still, hey, Detroit coming off the bye though. Yeah, coming off the bye. Pittsburgh on a short week. I like I like this. I like this spot. I think the Lions got a they got a punter's chance in this one. And we watched that Monday night game. They just. Steelers look good in the first half, but then second half they just they only mustered up with 13 points. Like they just look a little bit off in the second half. And this line team led by Coach Dan Campbell. He's gonna tell them to fight. He's gonna tell them to fight. He got this team motivated. And I think I like that plus nine. I like you're on the right side of that. I don't think Pittsburgh gonna come in there just trying to dominate the game. They're, they're not that type of team. I mean, Pittsburgh hasn't dominated a whole lot of games this season. Yeah, they they really have. Like, that's just not. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm looking, yeah, they haven't. They haven't at all. Uh, that's not the that's not the mo. Live dog difference between live dog and that's my dog. Live dog, we are picking straight out underdog winners who gonna outright win this game. Uh, Gabe, we are pretty good against we we well over good over the against the spread both six and three this season. Uh, six and three for me, record five and four for Gabe. But we're man, over five. Freaking the Bears lot, man. If that Bears could have held on to that one, we would have been identical there. Justin Field did play a great game in that game. Uh, I'm stepping out on a limb on this one. You, you are. are. I actually I'm, don't, I don't hate the pick here. I actually kind of like the pick. Mm-hmm. I wish you put like Minnesota or Seattle here in this one in your picks, but we'll, we'll let you go ahead. Only why I'm doing this because of the history for Jacksonville going to Indianapolis, whether it's Lucas Oil, whether it's the RCA Dome, they've always played the Indianapolis Colts tough in this game. I mean, I'm talking the Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew days, and I just David Garrard and Byron Leftwich days. (laughs) Yes, Gabe, you know I was gonna go there anyway. But uh, Jacksonville Jaguars plus ten now. Trevor is going to be a great quarterback in this league. 
He's looking like Peyton Manning in his rookie season. Only eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. That was a strong take, Gabe. Thank you. Uh, but that victory last week against Buffalo, you beat one of the best teams in the AFC. A baseball score, but nine to six. Man, look, that is confidence if I don't know what confidence is. Jaguars won two out of three games. There's like a stat for you. <laughs> yeah, looking like they were going to be damn near with the Texans in the rankings of, of NFL draft order. But they played it. They play, Jacksonville played the Indianapolis Coast very tough in Lucas Oil Stadium, RCA Dome. It doesn't matter. Now you talk about the Colts, on the other hand, big vic. I mean, a huge victory. That's probably the best they looked all season that Thursday night football game against the Jets. I know it's the J-E-T-S Jets, but still they looked good in that game. Carson Wentz was confident. I like Jacksonville in this matchup because I just, you know, they they slow the ball down. Of course, of course, you slow it down. We take time out the clock, running the ball with Robinson. You got, I mean, they got some wide outs. Got the rookie from uh, Colorado, and they got uh, Marvin Jones Jr., a veteran in this league. You slow down this coast team, you could do some. Give me, give me, give me the Jags, man. Plus ten, man. I think they outright cover and win. I, I upset. This will really shake up the AFC South, by the way. Yeah, this, I mean, two out of three for Jacksonville. That's crazy, given how they started. They're starting to come around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're starting to they're starting to you know piece piece their way together right now. I like uh like the way Urban Meyer and Touchdown Trevor and all of them are starting to look look out there and uh, Jacksonville big win over the Bills. Again, I I just don't like it as a underdog. I like it to cover. I don't like them to win. I do like it to cover though. I that do I sense. do like them to cover. My live dog of the week. This team has done well for me so far this year. Uh, I like New Orleans plus three against the uh, against Tennessee Titans. I mean, I, the Titans have – they've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Bills. They beat the Rams. Titans look really, really good. They've also lost to the Jets this year. I mean, this is kind of what the, the Titans are wildly inconsistent. I know they beat the Rams last week and, like, oh, without Derrick Henry. But Matt Stafford threw a pick six and virtually another pick six with, the, you know, getting the ball so close to the end zone. Mm-hmm. The Titans' offense was not good last week. I know the Rams' defense is good, but so is New Orleans. Saints have a really good defense. The Titans now, after all these big wins in a row, emotional letdown spot, New Orleans going on the road. um, They've actually been a good road team this year. You know, they had to play that first game against Green Bay and Jacksonville, smoked them, smoked the Patriots in in New England. Like, it's been a good road team this year. Went to Seattle, defense played exceptionally well. I like the Saints to go into Tennessee, the Titans being a little flat, all these big wins in a row, number one seed in the AFC. Is this a Super Bowl team? Everyone talking about it. New Orleans goes in, outright beats them. Also, this very Tennessee Titans have all this success and they get dragged down by a loss they probably shouldn't have. I like the Saints plus three going into Tennessee to outright win. Even though I think they should be starting Taysom Hill at QB over Trevor Simeon. That's a different discussion. Yeah, that that definitely is a different discussion because I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill, he's, I mean, hell, he's been in this offense for a long ass time. So <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah I, I think he should be the guy. New Orleans and Tennessee, Tennessee coming off of a, a big victory 
against the LA Rams. And I could see that angle because I think it's one of those kind of look ahead type schedule things. Like, okay, they don't have a quarterback, so we're gonna come in and just right. do, do. But I think I like New Orleans on that side. I like and then the, I just love the Saints defense. I think they're probably the most underrated defense in football. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're the most underrated defense in the sport. So, well, there it is for the gambling shack. I loved our picks or gave New Orleans plus three at Tennessee. We got road dogs, by the way. <laughs> New Orleans at plus three at Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville for myself plus ten at Indianapolis Colts and our NFL picks. Uh, Gabe has. Cleveland Browns plus two and a half at New England. Uh, Dallas Cowboys minus nine versus the Atlanta Falcons. And last but not least, Detroit Lions plus nine at Pittsburgh Steelers. For myself, ATL and Dallas over 55. Look for a lot of points there. Uh, Seattle on the road plus three and a half at Green Bay at Lambeau. Uh, and last but not least, Minnesota plus three at SoFi Stadium against the LA Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. That is the gambling shake. No, we got one more. We got one more. Oh, Lord, our best bet of the week. We can either choose college or pro. Wow, I forgot my damn script. Uh, <laughs> last, uh, for me, I'm gonna go, um, LSU plus two and a half, win one for Ed. Win one for Ed. They're playing Arkansas, Razorbacks. Um, this LSU team fared pretty well against Alabama last week, 20 to 14. Yeah, um, they hung in there with them. They hung in there. That's the that's all you can ask for for this LSU team. They're they're not rebuilding, but they're going into a new phase. They will be going into a new phase next season. Um, they lost that freshman wide receiver. I really liked him. Uh, you got Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's son, uh, Super Bowl winning. Okay. Uh, Gabe, you know I got to bring down the history. But um, <laughs> win one for Ed. That's that's what I think. Uh, big victory over Florida this season. Other than that, LSU has been – they beat teams they're supposed to beat, and they lost to teams they honestly weren't supposed to lose to. But uh, I think this is – you got to win one for Ed. You got three straight home games. You got Arkansas, UL Monroe, that's going to be a dust. And then you fa- you finish off the season against Texas A&M, that's going to be a great game to send off Ed or Jerron for the season. Win one for Ed. Arkansas, they're ranked 25, but to me, I think they're, they're a little overrated for my for my taste. Um, yeah, I think they're just a tad bit overrated. Yeah, they haven't fared as well in SEC play as they fared non-conference play. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're looking at it now because I got a lot of credit for that win over Texas. Um, Texas turned out not to be very good. A lot of credit mm-hmm. for the win over AM. I don't think AM had really found themselves at that point in the year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. So yeah, that's a and like I said, win one for Ed. He's well liked by the players in that program, maybe not administration, but players really like him out there. My best bet of the week, I always go NFL. I like Durant, you know, they had that terrible performance against the Cardinals and they bounced back next week and really dusted Seattle. Terrible performance last week against the Titans. I like them to bounce back Monday night football this week, go into San Francisco, beat the 49ers. Rob, I, I got to confess, I, I love Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, I thought 2019 he was one of the top three, four coaches in football. Thought he was the next great young coach. Mm-hmm. Has the shine come off someone quicker? Then Kyle Shanahan, 
I mean, what is going on? What is going on with Kyle Shanahan? I mean, like one of the best play callers in the sport all of a sudden can't call plays. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, all, yeah. all of a sudden can't. Now it doesn't help that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that doesn't help matters. But all of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan, the boy genius, and I, you know, he was he was a great play caller two years ago. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he can't call plays. McVay still calling plays really well. They're the you know. They get. I don't know if OBJ will play this week. Von Miller's going to play this week, though. Von Miller on that defense, along with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, Stafford and the offense, like they never bounce back game. And now, real energized. He might not play, but the presence of OBJ, knowing they're going to get him, I think it's going to light a spark, light a fire under this Rams offense. I like the Rams minus four. I just watched the Niners. I don't think they're a good team. Also, Niners are three and five this year. Zero and four at home. Three and one on the road. Talk about weird. Yeah. Oh, Owen, Owen four at home, three and one at the road. Niners at home. So that means the Rams have the advantage, of course, because that's the way these things work. Um, I like the Rams minus four. I just don't see the Niners as a good team. Yeah. I, I just don't see them as a good team. Yeah, and OBJ won't probably he will probably not be active for this game. He might, he might I, not. Could, I mean, he got picked up today, so I can't yeah. imagine he'll be out there on Monday. Yeah, so but um San Francisco just looks flat. They just look, they just look flat. Like you said, Kyle Shanahan, offensive guru, um, well liked. But like you said, it's like, nah, and, and I'm not him. calling for his job or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, like it's just, it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best play callers in the sport, and now he can't call plays. Yeah. They lost to an Arizona team that didn't have Kyler or DeAndre Hopkins. I had a friend who was at that game. He said it was like he said it was like pathetic. Like it was he said it was like pathetic how much better Colt McCoy looked than Jimmy Garoppolo. Damn. That's a, like that's a, it's that's yeah, like and I and I've trashed the Cardinals this year. Here's here's what I'll say about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are doing what good teams do. They go in without their quarterback, not a lot of good teams can win without their quarterback. But without their quarterback, without their top receiver, and they go and take care of business. Chase Edmonds gets hurt. James Conner comes in and plays really well. Go and take care of business. I've, I and I still have my doubts about the Cardinals, but I'll say this for them right now. They are doing what good teams do. That it doesn't matter the situation, the scenario, whatever. They just go and play and win the game. So credit to uh, – I don't know if you – no, you're still on mute there. Um, credit to the uh, – I mean, credit to the Cardinals for doing what good teams do and just going and just going and winning the game against San Francisco last week. So I haven't given them a lot of praise this year. I'll give them praise right now. Yeah, well, I really like the LA Rams minus four. You get Von Miller active. So like, yeah, yeah. That minus four looks pretty, pretty sweet. All right, guys. Now that is the gambling shack. Uh you can follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Bobby Beats at Robo Harris Jr. Uh, follow my main man, Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers 33. And uh, we will drop some of these picks. And uh, as always, people, happy betting and cash those tickets. Cash those tickets, everybody.